Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Categorically Romance Podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Bree. And we have a very special guest today. Hey. <laughs> we are so excited. We have the queen, author Naima Simone. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, wait a minute. Can you, like, introduce that again? <laughs> The queen herself, okay? I just felt like this this thrill go down my back. <laughs> You've been a busy lady. Okay, tell us, how has 2021 been treating you so far? Uh, 2021 has been a real heifer. Let me tell you, like, she has been, oh, she needs to lighten up. I'm just telling you, like, but, um vaccine that's all I got to say (laughs) so yeah that that's I'm happy about that though but yeah she needs to she needs to lighten up off me (laughs) (laughs) have you gotten both doses or what how how are you feeling my my sister has my father has I have an appointment and I'm I have my setup to get my first one and I'm so happy about that and my father just got his second one and he had like a flu, a few like flu-like symptoms afterwards, but we're both, cause we both had, have had COVID at the end of last year and at the same time. And we were like, listen, it ain't COVID. We cool. <laughs> we will go through <laughs> it because we both suffered. So we were like, listen, yes, it was bad it was bad so we were like listen it's not it's not covid a day and a half of some symptoms i will take it shoot it up shoot it up right yeah so i'm ready i'm like give me the shot but i'm ready yeah my mom thinks that and what she probably did because she got really sick like a few months after it like really kicked off but they yeah. weren't really, you know, she didn't get diagnosed and she's just like, it felt awful. She's like, I'm, I'm pretty positive. That's what it is. She's like, yeah. so go get vaccinated. So you know, I've heard <laughs> several people say that they're like, cause it was like around that March, April midpoint. And they were like, okay, all I know is from the way they were describing the symptoms, I'm pretty sure I had it. Yeah. They didn't go mm-hmm. get tested, mm-hmm. but from the sim- they're like, I was as sick as a dog, and it was the- it was those yeah. symptoms, and so they're pretty sure they had it. And I'm like, I'm glad I wasn't around you, but I did. Like- <laughs> 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 I'm so careful. Yeah. Oh and then at the end of the year, yeah, just late. And then so I just low. I hear like all the symptoms are different for everybody. So yeah, I may yeah. get it and feel one way, and then you have it, and you're like, no, I felt this way, but it just all equates to awful. Right. Well, thank God I didn't, because I know uh, some people ended up in the hospital. So, you know, thank God that I didn't end up in the hospital. My father ended up having pneumonia afterwards. And so thank God that didn't happen. But I have never been that sick. And I mean, even those 13 pounds I lost, it was like, no, Jenny Craig. I don't know if I'm this way. Worst weight loss ever. I don't know if I'm this way. Then I just gained them all back. Right? Like, and a few friends, right? And then, like they brought they brought like the party with them after. Right. I feel your pain. As soon as I could have a Big Mac, I was like, give me five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give me all the trash. Give food, me all the big Macs. Right. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> 
been a busy woman. Okay, so let's go through some 2021 releases, okay? <laughs> Back in the Texans' bed, February, you gave us Slow Dance at Rose Bend. It's a, it's a novella. It just released. <laughs> and then scheduled in May, we have The Road to Rose Bend. Mm-hmm. And then, so doing some snooping. In August, we get <laughs> Secrets of One Night Stand, which is one of your desire, it's part of the desire line. Mm-hmm. And then in, around Christmas, we'll get Christmas in Rosebud, which mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm like, Naima Simone's writing a Christmas romance. Yeah, <laughs> so first and foremost, thank you. Come true. <laughs> thank wait. you for so many titles. Right. Um, what can you share with us about your Rosebud books? And is there anything you can share about Secrets of a One Night Stand? I know they're sure. you know, kind of far and, out, but. Well, and then I got to slip two more in there because they <gasps> just posted a pre-order link for the novella Yay! that's A Kiss to Remember that's coming out in September right before the uh, Christmas book. And then I have a Cocky Hero Club no- novel that's coming out in June, at the end of June. Okay. So. I love yeah, the like title. Or the... And that's called <laughs> Broody Brit. And I'm like, oh, God. <sighs> God so, <laughs> yeah, Broody Brit. My God, like, oh, that's my first British hero. And I, like, I hit up Talia Hibbert and I was like, listen, first, you know, British hero. I don't want to make him sound like, like a caricature. Can you just give me some kind of, like, dialogue slang like so so I can like pepper in there to make sure he sounds authentic she helped me out so much you want to talk about someone who's so exceedingly nice yeah that's her you know so (laughs) she really helped me out with that so I just want to just like say thank you Talia okay so yeah shout out to Talia Hibbert she's amazing (laughs) right so but about Rose Ben I am so excited about this series because it's my first small town series with HQN and single and my first single title series, okay. and it's about family, of course, romance. Um, it's diverse. It's uh, like, of course, it has like burn in it, but it's more of a slow burn. I'm finding, but it, but it's definitely a burn. It's emotional. It's angsty, and it's it's just everything. I'm having so much fun writing it, and like I, I love absolutely adore all the characters I'm writing and and it mostly centers around this big family called the Denisons and it is there's like this there's this huge diverse family and all my characters are really drawn from them and the first book has is with Coltrane who's like the mayor he's the older brother and then the second book is Wolf who's the second brother and then the third book is the sister and uh god I'm writing her book now how do I not know her name Leo, Leo's her name. <laughs> it's a little too much time with her. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I love her, right? I love her because she's feisty. So yeah, so it's it's a small town series, and small towns are just so much fun to write because you have those quirky characters. You have like you know, so it's I'm 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 loving it. And then of course, Secrets of a One Night Stand. I say it's like Beauty and the Beast meets meets like about last night. You know, it's like Ooh, yeah, because it's nice. Achilles who's that like broody, snarly, grumpy brother, and he has a one night stand with this woman that he meets in a bar, and then he finds out like months later that it's she's applying for a job with the company that him and his brothers own, um, mm-hmm. and 
there's an unexpected pregnancy later on in the mix and you know so they have to keep the relationship secret and yeah it's just delicious i had so much fun writing it and you know how i love a torture hero (laughs) yeah yeah i love him yeah And then, wait till you see the cover. I mean, the desire covers are gorgeous. They're knocking it out the park. They are so knocking it out the park. And when I saw the cover, because I I was having kind of a, I was having a bad day. And and when I, and when I saw the the email from, from Harlequin and I was like, oh Lord, just don't let this cover just magnify the rest of how this day has been going. Yeah. I opened it up, opened up the email. I was like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I took it in there to my husband. I was like, well, look at this. This is my <laughs> cover. I was like, wow. <laughs> Wait till you see it. It's amazing. It's so sexy. It's so oh. sultry. The models are hot. Oh my god, they nailed it. (laughs) I feel like I feel like the desire covers are like adult prom pictures. Yes. 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 It's always the prom you always wanted, right? Yeah, it's not the prom you want to forget. It's the prom you always dreamed about having. That's right. Now that we're out of that high school environment, it's like, yeah. this is what prom should be. Like, and it's the That's desire right. covers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you as the author, like you have no idea what your cover is even going to look like until, I mean, is somebody like reading your book to get inspiration to know what they want it to look like? Like, what well, what is it like? Harlequin has like, their art department is phenomenal. I'm just going to put that out there. And they have this really, really detailed uh, art form. And I mean, you put everything in it. You put a synopsis in it. You put um, character descriptions, short character scenes. You put time periods, clothes, pictures, inspiration pictures of your heroes, um, pictures of poses you might like, um, um, other covers that might inspire you. You know, everything that you would love to see you on a cover or that inspired you about your characters awesome. and inspired that inspired your story. I love Everything it. that you need to put it in there mm-hmm. and they, they know your book. And then your editor also is, is in on the team that, you know, that confers about, you know, is in with the, the art team discussing your art. So discussing your art cover. So she also can have input on your cover. So they're, they really know your book by the time they go through that extensive art form and then, you know, reading the synopsis and then conferring with your, your editor. And let me tell you, like, when you get that cover, it's like they have almost read your book cover to cover because they have, they'll take like one of those scenes that you post that you entered and the dress will be correct. Like, I don't know if you've seen the cover for uh, my book, Trust Fund Fiance, yeah. but yes. that blue dress, that's an mm. actual, that's the dress that I described in that scene. In the book. That yeah. scene is awesome. from their engagement party. Like, it is perfect. I saw that cover and I was like, I know where, where that came from. They yeah. do their best, like down to the models. They do their best to capture that. 
I mean, they don't just go in a stock photo and like, okay, yeah, that's, that looks about right. You know, they yeah. mm-hmm. really try to nail it. And, and so th- they put the work in, they, they really do. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That is so interesting. They, they're, they're great. Yeah. So we have all these titles coming out. Mm-hmm. How long does it take for you start to finish to write a book? And I mean, do you sleep at night? Because yeah. this is a lot of titles coming out in one year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> Benadryl. No. <laughs> when I need to sleep, I get some yeah. assistance. Like, I need to buy stock. I say that. People are going to think, oh, she's a drug addict. No. <laughs> no, no, no I have care. allergies. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> we may be supporters of assistance for sleep around here that's right right. that's right yep (laughs) no it takes me about like for a category book which is about 50k which i Mm -hmm. always go a little bit over (laughs) okay um it'll take me about three months to write that and then for the single title books, it's been taking me about four to four and a half months to write that. Okay. And I do sleep, <laughs> but the closer I get the deadline, the less I sleep. Because <laughs> I love sleep. I like, I'm a champion napper, blue ribbon here, and I love sleep. So... I do, especially that Benny sleep, you know, because yep. <laughs> me and Benadryl on so such personal <laughs> basis that I have a nickname. It's called Benny's. <laughs> Benny. <laughs> they people are listening to like she needs intervention. <laughs> She's fine. Trust us. Okay, yeah, we have eyes on her. She's fine. All is good. <laughs> So when you have deadline, like when you say deadline, is Mm -hmm. that you turning in the book for the first time or or have you and your editor kind of been going back and forth and it's like, this is the day that it has to be ready to go? Oh yeah. That's the book. That's the, when I have to turn in the book, the finished Mm -hmm. book. Okay. Yeah. That's when the contract says this book is due to to be turned in so she can start editing it. Okay. Now it it sounds a lot more stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's been like, no, you can't go back and edit it yourself anymore. This book needs to be into her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you have like these multiple titles coming out, is there's not is there any overlap? Like, are you working on these at the same time, or do you kind of stagger it to work out perfectly? Like, I'm done with this, and I can focus on this. Okay, this one's done. Like, how does that? I I just because we have a lot of listeners that um have not read category romance before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think for people, for, you know, readers that read more like literary fiction, right. Where they're used to like one title coming out from their favorite author a year. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be mind blowing hearing us talk about you having like five books coming out and yeah. some novellas. <laughs> so like, what is that for, what does that like for you as author look like? Are you writing multiple books at once or what? Well, mm-hmm. so what people have to understand is the books that are coming out this year, I wrote last year. You wrote yeah. last year. So in the way that, cause I write for now I'm writing for desire and HQN. 
my editor, I had the same editor for, for both. And so okay. she worked with me and was like, okay, we'll stagger this. So okay. I'm not writing both of them for both lines at the same time. I'll write, you know, she, she worked it. So, okay. So you have these, this three months to write this desire. And then right after that, I'll start writing on my HQN book. And then as soon as I turn that in, then I'll go to the next project and then I'll turn that in and I'll go to the next project with the novellas because they're shorter. I might have an overlap with those, but because they're like 10 K for me, probably like 15 or 18. (laughs) (laughs) They're never never 10 K. K. (laughs) She will not be bounded by <laughs> word counts, yeah, okay? By rules. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the shortest one was like 13, and that was like slow dance at, at Rosebin. But then <laughs> the one I like kissed to remember, I was like, okay, all right, I'm at 13. All right, she's not going to mind 15. Wow, this is like 16. <laughs> She'll cut it down. <laughs> it's now 19, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like that, I might, you know, that might overlap and I'll take two weeks to like write that, you know, while I'm writing my single title. So okay. that, that has overlap, but usually they're, they're staggered. But now that I'm working also on my Montlake books for the Burned Incorporated series, now I'm, I'm also writing those at the same time as my HQN books. So okay. I'll write. Um, on my HQN books in the morning and then write on my burned incorporated books in the afternoon. Gotcha. You are a beast. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. We'll it's see amazing. about that. <laughs> awesome. So I might how need Dr. Rose Phil's been, doctor on demand. <laughs> how did Rosebin come? Like, was this an idea you had? I mean, take it so like what you get this idea for a series that's not in the desire. So are you having like a conversation with your editor? Like, I'd like to do this. Like, how does that whole going, you know, writing something outside of your current line happen? For HQN? Yes. Well, like, I don't don't even remember how that did happen. I I think we, we just like, um like had an idea like for eight because I I didn't always I, I didn't want to like kind of box myself in with okay because I love writing category because it's just so you can write quicker you can write streamlined stories that pack such this emotional passionate punch in 50 to 55k mm-hmm. but I also wanted to write um, bigger books as well, you okay. know, where I can write a bigger cast, um, really dive into um, more emotional side, you know, bigger stories mm-hmm. where I can really expand um, the backstory and the their their relationship and really add side stories with other characters that you really can't do in a category length book because of the shorter word length. And so um when we did talk about that with my editor and she was like, well yeah, send me, you know, HQN, let's send me something. And when I talked to my agent about it and we we were talking and you know throwing ideas back and forth and it actually the idea for Rose Ben actually started 
in the kitchen with my father because he knows that I'm such a Hallmark fanatic, like especially <laughs> around Christmas yes. time. And, <laughs> and I was telling him, I was like, daddy, this is, I would really love to write a story like with our family, loud, big, nosy, loving, make it really, really diverse. So everybody who reads a, these books can see themselves in it, you okay. know, and, yeah. and kind of create the community that we would love for our world to be. Yeah. Cheesy or not, you know, where you can kind of escape into it. And this small town, hallmarky, but with sex. And I said that to him. <laughs> you said that to dad? What? Well, yeah, Love we it. have that kind of relationship. Well, you don't understand. You don't understand my father because he's the kind of like he he'll be he's the kind of uh father that call me up. What are you doing? Well, daddy, I'm I'm you know, I'm writing. Well, what are you writing? I'm working on a love scene right now. You you need some advice? No, mm-mm, gotta get it. Yep. <laughs> well, you sure? Because are are you adding that nope? Got it covered. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. <laughs> there are boundaries that we have to establish. We will not cross this one. That's okay. right. <laughs> then he calls me a prude and tells me how he preaches a mean song of Solomon and that he knows what he's talking about. And the conversation devolves from there. So, you know, so he's like, he's like very open. And so I was telling how I wanted to write this, this really, you know, this book about this small town with this big, family and and he was like Naima I see that I see that that would be perfect for you because it's like Hallmark it's Mm -hmm. family it's love it's messy you know like because love is messy you know family is messy but you know it love also brings everyone together you know especially in the end and you know so he was like I see that I think you should write it and so when I pitched that to my to my at my agent and I was like that's what I want to write she was like let's do it and so when I sent it in to the to my editor she was like I love that and so we just wrote up her proposal and kind of just took off from there shout out and it was more detailed than what I'm telling you because of course it had to come up more (laughs) detailed story but you know that was the the world like that was the world that I wanted to create and I had to come up with the more detailed you know, story about, you know, the first book and the second book, but you know, that, that's what started it was the idea about like my family. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. She, yeah, she's great. I love her. So, okay. Now that we know that you're a Hallmark lover, we love Hallmark too. (laughs) Um, Yes. That makes sense that you have a, cause I mean, Hallmark's big on Christmas. So what has it been like writing the Christmas romance? Can you tell us, I know it's a while to come out, but. It was so cathartic. Yes. (laughs) It was was just so fun. And Mm -hmm. it it was just so fun. And like when I was writing it, it was August, September, and October at the time. And I was in my office and I had like the Christmas playlist going. And Mm -hmm. my husband would like walk by the door and just, yeah, he'd just shake his head. And then my daughter would walk by the door and come in and sit down and cause and you know, she was like remote learning and with her laptop and sit down and and she would be like, you know, sign, you know, you know, the temptation. She's feeling you know, it, yeah. You know, she yeah, loves yeah, Christmas yeah. too. And she let that's my Christmas, my Hallmark Christmas buddy, you know. So she would be like, Temptation, Silent Night, and Rudolph, Luther. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) And then when like they started playing the movies, you know, we would have the movies on and Mm -hmm. I I was writing and we had the movies on and it was great because I am not one of those people that think Christmas should be just in November and December. Right. It should be mm-hmm. all year round. Okay. <laughs> and when when um Hallmark movies and mysteries started showing like the Christmas move the Christmas movies on Thursday night, I was ecstatic. And yeah. so I would record them on Thursday nights. And so I would be I would have them to watch kind of like as a mood. So yeah. I could watch while I write, you know, kind of as a mood. Yeah. So it was just so fun. It was and you know there's some there's some issues like you know emotional issues of course in the book but it didn't take away from the whole holiday spirit in the book and it's the holiday spirit that kind of heals the the heroine who's who's kind of a scrooge character and she oh. has this really strained relationship with her sister her half sister Who's, a, who's also a preteen, which we all know, good God. Mm-hmm. And, and I can say that because I have a teenager. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. And, you know, so, so you know, it the, the Christmas, the Christmas spirit helps to, in the town, helps to heal that relationship and helps to heal her. And so it was, it was really great. I, I had a mm-hmm. lot of fun. And when you guys read it, I hope you love it. Because if you don't, this whole interview is going to be really embarrassing. <laughs> We're going to love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you don't, just lie. Yeah. It's, it's sad because, like, we... Like it is mid-April when we're recording this, and we're already like, okay, when are they going to start posting what Christmas romances are? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like I just live for the Christmas to come out. You know, like I, when I see the first ooh. Christmas books come out, it's like hearing that first Christmas song on the radio. That feeling of it's almost here. Yeah. <laughs> or, and then, what about Christmas in July on Hallmark? Yes. And you're yes. like, yes. Yes. Those two weeks. Yes. <laughs> the best gift that they could have given us was the yes. Thursday night Christmas. Yes. <laughs> it's like the wait is not so long. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. You wrote your first book in seventh grade, according to your website. Love it. You were the heroine and Ralph Tresvet from New Edition was the hero. Okay. No First and foremost, I just have to say, like, I have to ask you to, I feel like teen girls now don't have celebrity crushes like we did. No, not because they don't have teen beat. They don't have crush like those magazines that we had. We would cut out the pictures. Now, right, it feels like they have so much access to them that it's not as fun as it was for us when, like, literally all you could do is, like, maybe catch an interview in a magazine or fit yes. on in TV. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can like follow them on Instagram. You can follow them on Snapchat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can even slide into their DMs. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so I was like, I was thinking about that last night. I was like, is my daughter ever going to have my experience of like being in love with Justin Timberlake and having his no. poster? No. <laughs> no. Like, Omar Epps pictures. Like, is she going to yes. have experiences? No. Like, no. Or like cutting out their pictures, having the big buttons on there. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, 
No, or like she's the not. trapper keeper. Where the you're like, trapper hey. keeper. <laughs> I had <You're> like dolls. <laughs> I had like the I had, I had the new kids in the black doll. Yes, me too. <laughs> oh my you, God. You, you new kids on the blocks fans kill me, okay? We're of a certain <laughs> age, you leave us new alone. Kids on the block, man. I, right? The I was original. a charter member of the fan club, okay? Yep. Charter yep. member of the fan club. Card carrying. Okay, my so first tell poster us- ever. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, like, okay, what was it about him that seventh grade you yeah. loved? And then what other celebrity crushes throughout the years have you had? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved Ralph Tresvent since, like, Candy Girl. You know, it, it oh. was, he had that sweet voice, that smile, yeah. that baby mm-hmm. face. And he was the lead singer. Like, everybody loved the lead singer. Yes. And frankly, yes. he was the cutest yep. member out of all of them. Sorry. <laughs> but he was. <laughs> A lot of them had to grow into their looks, you know? Yes, this is true. <laughs> Ralph Tresvent was, like, the Justin Timberlake of NSYNC. He, he was the Joe the McIntyre Nick. of, yes, you know. Yes, he, yes, You know, yes. He, he was just a cute... Young yes. one, that baby face, sweet voice, the high pitch. And he was just, he was so cute. And I just adored him. I adored <laughs> Lisa Ralph Tresvent. I did. <laughs> and so, of course, when I wrote my first romance, it had to be him. Like he was, and, and he, him and, and the group were performing at the high school because, you know, of course, we were high school then. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we in the book, we were high school. I was we were seventh grade. But in the book, you know, we were high schoolers and they were performing at the at, a you know, one of the parties and whatnot. And our eyes met across a crowded gym. So he was serenading <laughs> me, of course. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. And I lost my virginity at the drive-in. <laughs> the drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, been a almost, detailed writer. Like, listen, right then now. I almost killed him off at the end. He, he was literally in a coma in the ICU, and then I kissed him, and he woke up. <laughs> There's a little bit of a Sleeping Beauty retelling. What can I? What can I tell you? What's up? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I feel like there's a little romantic suspense in there because you almost right? just a skosh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Just a little. You had to add in a dark moment. It has to have a dark moment, right? It did have a dark moment. I I think there was a car crash or something on the way to a tour or something. I don't know. And then technically, kiss woke him up in the ICU. I don't know. You were projecting yourself as a high schooler, so I mean, you technically didn't know how to drive. Exactly. I don't car crash. Semantics, you know, none of that, none of that mattered at the time. <laughs> but I do remember he got the panties because he sung "Lost in Love" to me at the drive-in. <laughs> we haven't even established what movie you were watching at the drive-in. I don't. Who cares? I don't even remember. <laughs> do people watch movies at the drive-in? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh. Yeah, I was thinking. I was just like, man, like 
I remember all of my celebrity crushes and it was a big deal because they felt so far away, right? Yes. But now I'm like, yes. I, feel, I feel like my daughter won't have that experience. She loves Ariana Grande and she like literally just follows a bunch of people on Pinterest that make mood boards and follows That's Ariana right. Grande. That's right. You didn't have that. Like you wrote a letter and prayed somebody on your staff wrote you back. Yeah. Right. Or or you yeah. got that yeah. that you know already printed out letter and somebody and yeah. you prayed somebody somebody in ink signed it and sent it back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was great if they did that. You know, it, you and you wanted to go to a concert and you didn't care if you was in the nosebleed section. Oh, that meant you was there. close to them. It's true. <laughs> yep. I have a chance. I'm in the same area. Yes, <laughs> things could happen. Things right? could happen. His mom might be sitting right behind me. <laughs> oh my no. God. Listen, I wrote that story. I wrote that short story with, with Donnie Wahlberg. I did. Nice. Me and his mom were great friends, and that's how I met him. <laughs> his mother loved me. Alma. See, I still remember her name. Alma loves me. <laughs> that was, so when I was in high school, I lived in Memphis and I worked for the Grizzlies as like one of their like teenage ball assistants, like whatever the players needed before and in the middle That's of the cool. game. It was That's cool. Awesome. I mean, you know, the money for a teenager was all right. Yeah. And like, so I'd be on the court sitting and Justin Timberlake's mom would be sitting like in the seats behind me wow she had this you know beautiful southern accent talking about when justin played baseball and i'd be like you just you don't you don't know that i'm your future daughter in law okay i'm right here i'm right here justin's mom and i'd go home and tell my mom like Justin Timberlake's mom is sitting behind me today at work. <laughs> That's hilarious. She's going to be telling the story at our first anniversary. I've never That's seen right. him yeah, in yeah, person, yeah. never saw him at a game. He just felt so far away, but now it just would feel different. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. It's 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 sad, and I've never admitted it to anybody here until, until now. Okay, until now, yeah, until now. It's revealed here. We feel special. You're in a safe zone. That this is a safe zone. Yeah, Thank you. celebrity crushes that went yeah. nowhere. One on one with the categorically romance podcast yes, and the yeah. K nine Simone. <laughs> Even like, so I'm like, I'm thinking of magazines, right? And I'm like, I, there's like some age appropriate ones from from my daughter. And I'm like, geez, by the time I was your age, I was getting like 17, yes. all the magazines. And they don't, they don't even feel the same. They like, don't, they like, we had Tiger Beat and yes. like Crush and was like, we had the great ones. And then they have like the special edition um, ones were like the thicker ones and they, with the big centerfold pullouts yes. and like I used to get all of them and cut out pictures and have them separate them in folders and I had over a thousand pictures of Donnie like <laughs> let me tell you something I created birth certificates for our kids like you are a true I named our kids I had birth certificates I named one after Yom Kippur. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Honestly like I God. missed out Honestly on something God. now with Donnie. Girl, 
<laughs> he wasn't Team my favorite. Donnie. He wasn't. I was all about Joey. That was mine. my sister was too. I yep, used to write yep. short stories for her and Joe McIntyre. Yeah, I did. Yep. I yeah, I used to write short stories for her and Joe. So <laughs> I feel like you were doing fan fiction before fan fiction. Fan fiction was a thing. I, I totally did it. I wrote, yeah, I I wrote fan fiction for New Edition. I, I mean, New Edition, New Kids in the Block. Mm -hmm. I wrote fan fiction for Scarlet and Duke from G.I. Joe. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> to me, Duke does. was sexy. Duke was sexy, and, and I loved him. And, uh, and Corey Feldman. God, mm. I hate to admit that Aww. today. That's a you name you wouldn't hear anybody. <laughs> yeah, talk about. Nobody wants to admit that. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's sweet. Oh my That's god. Adorable. We're, how how far that has fallen. <laughs> <laughs> but once upon a time, he once has. upon a time, no, Corey Feldman was my man. He was my right? man. <laughs> okay, you. We're publishing independently first. Like, that's how I found you, right? You started indie. Um, and in 2019, you published your first book in the Blackout Billionaire series, The Billionaire's Bargain. What was the transition like? Like, did you start out doing indie and always know that it was a goal to write category? Like, how did that happen? And what was it like? I mean, I guess it's like, what's it like having a foot in both worlds? Mm -hmm. Well, like writing for Entangled, I guess that would be considered um, independent because they were like a smaller, a smaller house. But I wrote for their um, indulgence line, and and I, and I guess oh, what's that other line? God, in the line with like my Wags books, which was like the hotter line, and they were considered category, but they were like longer lived categories because like, I would turn in books that were like six. So is Sin and Ink was my first book by you. Was that indie or was that Entangled? It was Entangled. That was Entangled. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. It was Entangled and um, it was for their Scorch line and that wasn't considered category. That wasn't considered a category line. So that wasn't a category book. And, and the, uh, so I had like, and that one was about 60 something, about 63, 64,000. And, but even though with like Entangled, I did write for their category lines, they were longer length books. They weren't 50K, like none of my books for them were 50K. And so it kind of still was a transition going from writing from for Entangled to Harlequin because when they say 50k they mean 50k, mm -hmm, 50K. Like, <laughs> so when I turned in like my first book for them um The Billionaire's Bargain like that book was like 65k and I was like <laughs> yeah it's okay and then my editor sent it back and she was like love the book you're gonna have to get rid of 15,000 I was like what <laughs> 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 and that's like how how do you do that right because you've turned in this book that you feel like has everything in there that mm -hmm. we as a reader should know so yeah. if you care like okay you need to take fifteen thousand words out yeah what do you do are you like mm -hmm. rereading it and just okay this can come out and like how do you prioritize what stay i mean because we get yeah. the book and we're like this is perfect and we don't even know that like you had to take 15,000 words out. 
Yeah. Well, I, you know, you have, what I had to do was go in, go back and read it. And there were some things I could cut as far as like dialogue that wasn't really needed. It, you know, you could take just extra words out and you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. so I just got a little wordy here, but the main things that I took out that were the bulk of the 15 K and I didn't take like 15 K I took like 13 or like uh, 12 and that was okay because most of my, most of my Harlequins are like about 52, 53 and and that's okay. (laughs) But um, I had to ask myself if I took this out, would the reader feel like they missed something? Mm. And when I did that and I took, I took it out, put it in another document, then, then delete it right away. I just took it out, put it in another document, read it as it was. And if I felt like I read it and didn't feel as a reader that something was missing, then I left it out. But if I still felt like, okay, there's a hole missing here. It's like a plot hole missing here. And it's really important. And a story can't do without this. Then I left it. So I had to kind of reread it as a reader and an author. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and I had to make some really hard decisions. But when I got it down, I was happy with it. And I didn't feel like I took away anything that was detrimental to the, to the story. But the, there's a really great lesson I learned as far as a writer when I was, you know, through that process and that I carried with me into the next book while I was writing the next book, I learned how to write more streamlined. And so I've I've never had that problem since going forward with my Harlequin books. I've never turned in a 65K book because from that first book, I've learned how to write a 50K book. Yeah. So that's what's incredible to me. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a hard lesson. I'm like, okay, but once you've, once you've learned that lesson, once you've had to go back and take out that many words, you learn how to write a 50K book because that was painful. <laughs> you don't learn that lesson. <laughs> so you in this in this career, you never stop learning. You, yeah. you just never stop. And and for me, what that was like, what, 10 years in at that point, nine, 10 years in, and I'm still learning. Like I'm still learning something as a writer. And that was how to write a 50K book. 52. Yeah, because when you read when you read a, like a category, regardless of like which series it is, like you go into it and it's incredible how if you go into it and it's like a second chance romance, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just feels like the author's like, we're going to cut out the BS and we're going to get straight down to the point. They were together once upon a time. This is where they yeah. are. I'm like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you walk like, away and you're like, oh, this book was so good. And it's like, yeah, you have to decide not- <laughs> what is needed. Do you, yeah. do, does the reader really need to read like it makes the it a past, little hard. all of that? Or can you refer to it and you, still get what yeah. the, the emotional yeah, impact yeah. will happen? It makes it to hard make to decision. then like, when you when you read another book that's like four hundred pages, you're like, you don't have to do all this. <laughs> yeah, this seemed awfully long. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So true. Like you really could have did this in like two hundred. We didn't need to know okay. about the grandmother and the <laughs> all these time jumps back and forth. Like, honestly. <laughs> so did you like grow up reading category? Like, were you already familiar with it? I, I grew up reading everything because like my mother, um, well, I, I did. I did grow up reading Harlequins because my grandmother 
um, she was a domestic for this um, for this lady, and the lady had a subscription to Harlequin Books. And so when she finished them, my grandmother would borrow them and bring them home. <laughs> there were air quotes around the borrow. Yeah, there was air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> I say borrow because they never went back. And yeah. <laughs> I and, love it. Bring them home, and my sister and I would go through that brown paper bag or that box, mm. and we would sit on the porch and we would tear up those Harlequins. And then my mother would, of course, she bought like tons of Joanna Lindsay's and Virginia mm. Henley, and you know, like um, Sandra Brown, and so we and we killed those. So you know, we grew up reading everything romance. So yeah. I, I'm just familiar with all of them. So. For me, writing for Harlequin is almost like coming full circle because yeah. I, I read them when I was younger, and and even like I I, I was on this interview with my editor one time on this podcast, and I teased her because um, I actually submitted to Harlequin years years ago and did not get out of the slush pile. Like, <laughs> I had given up the dream of writing for them and had moved on from that because I was like, yo, they didn't even give me a call back. Like, I called them and it's basically like, yeah, we'll get to you. Never got to me. I was like, All right, yeah. yeah. And on. now here we are. And here we are. Right. She was That's like, right. oh, really? Yeah, y'all didn't want me. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> In somebody's slush pile, there is an original Nightmare Simone. I'm not gonna lie, the book deserved to be there, and it deserves to be under the way under the wall. <laughs> <laughs> was, if I if I oh, see it on eBay, somebody's selling like listen, snatch <laughs> it up and burn it. <laughs> Have a Viking funeral service for it. So both your 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 blackout billionaires and then the billions billionaires of Boston series have both been part of Desire. Did you know Desire was the line you wanted to write for? And for anybody that's never read category romance before and they want to give it a try, how would you describe the Desire line? Well, well, yeah, because Desire was like the best fit for me, you okay. know, because yeah. I'm I like the the bedroom door like flung wide open, like I'm not a sweet <laughs> writer. <laughs> so it was, and and then I love millionaires, I love drama and like messy family things have I love family dysfunction so much so that my editor at Entangle asked me. Do you have a okay relationship with your parents? Because you always like messed up. No, no, I love my parents. They're great because I'm always writing that. But so it just like if you read the desires, it's always some kind of like drama, like family drama, and and it's glamour and it's just like soap opera kind of like mm-hmm. stuff, and 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 that's what it is. And so it fit me, like so, yeah. That, that's what I wanted to write for. And, and that's what Desire is. It's like, you know, glamorous, dramatic, you know, luxurious, um, alpha males. Um, it's set in, all of the books are set in North America um, yeah. as opposed to, you know, like uh, exotic locales. Um, you got like, you know, strong kick-ass heroines yeah. and, you know, sizzling heat level. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
bring all that. And, and of course, the family, you know, family drama, because you got the dynasties and, you know, of course, you bring the family drama. They yep. bring, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The more that I that. read, I feel like Desire presents and Dare feel really similar, but then you, they do have those noticeable differences. Yeah. Correct. Like desire does feel, I mean, desire and presents, they tend to have like family stuff, but then desire is very like North American where presents, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, we're going to go somewhere. And then dare feel, I don't even know where dare is set half the time. Dare dare is like, it can be both. But Dare has is the, the heat level is a lot higher. They really yeah. push the envelope. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot higher. Yeah, that, and yeah. That, yeah, I think the the steam and the is... sex more drives the plot than Correct. than the you know, and and it, yeah, it more drives the plot than and their relationship and the relationship builds around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, than um, Dare. I mean, than Desire and Presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Dare. <laughs> I do too. I, gosh, like that's my thing. Like you know, if I wasn't writing for Desire, I was like, yeah, you know, like there, like because that's like erotic romance. You know, erotic romance is my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I'm not gonna lie, like as a huge fan girl of yours, I've been like, why didn't Naima Simone write a Dare novel? I, you know, because <laughs> when I heard that it was ending, I was like. Please keep it open long enough so that if Naima Simone decides she wants to write one, <laughs> yeah, like special you know, edition I down mean, the road. That's like you know that's ooh, I love erotic romance. I love writing it. You know, I I, I just love writing it because I can let my freak flag fly. You know, like. <laughs> Did you ever read Blaze? Blaze is Sarah. Oh my so gosh! Yes. Oh, that's oh, my yeah. favorite. I miss it. I do too. I oh yeah, I read so those. Good. Absolutely. So good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a highlight of 2021 was your drunk romance history episode so that author Andy J. Christopher hosts on Instagram, where you talked about the book Passion by Lisa Valdez, which I was like, I've never heard of this book. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people hadn't heard of this book, but now everybody wants to go read it. Uh, as a reader, do you have a favorite romance subgenre? I mean, like, I, I love erotic romance. I like there. There's just so many subgenres. Like, I love them in romance. Like, I love them all. Like, almost all of them, because there's so many to pick from. But yeah. I love erotic romance. I love historical because, like, that's what I cut my teeth on. Um, love contemporary. Um, and yeah, because all of the books that you were you were like talking about books, like you, you were like, well, I was going to talk about this book, but yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Naima Simone enjoys historical romance. I do, I do. It's like awesome. it's my comfort, like it's my go-to, and some of my favorite authors even now are historical romance writers. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I stalk them like, okay, when's your next book coming out? Like, and I have no shame in going to their into their like DM and like, when's your next book coming out? (laughs) 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 So I I love historical romance and and I love paranormal. Like those, Mm -hmm. those are my, like my go-tos though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Paranormal has definitely become my kink in 2021. Like historical romance is huge right now in the blocker world. Everybody's eating historicals up like crazy. 
I'm just like, I'm, I'm loving the paranormal. It feels yeah. like what we're living through right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It feels like any moment we're not going to be shocked when we see a Carpathian. Like, right. we're, we're not. I will not. not be astonished mm-hmm. if I see a shifter in in the country at, at all. I'm all I'm going to say is okay. This is what we're doing now. All right. Can we tell him to put his mask on, please? Can we? No, dude. Mask. mask. That's all I'm going to say. So okay, like, what are your some some of your favorite historicals? Oh my. Okay, the first. Like my, I have to say this, and it's like the Hawk and a Dove by Virginia Henley is one of my absolute favorites. Okay. Like I have like two books by her. I need to order that one. I have like the pagan it. and the the pagan and the pirate, and and Dream Lover. I've just okay. Like, I read the pagan and the pirate. That's that's good. I remember that one. Okay. I, but the Hawk and a Dove is like he's an out like one of my first alpha males in like the consent issue and that is probably like an issue right now with <laughs> yeah. now but oh my god i just because she was so she didn't give a she just wrote it no the heroine there like she was like saber she was oh she was like one of the first heroines that i read Outside of um, Joanna Lindsay with, with Brenna, like um, with uh, Fires of Winter, where, you know, she uh, loved that book. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. I love that book. But she was just like, she didn't give a damn about nothing. She was like, she was wild. She was, <laughs> she was angry at her husband and she made him pay. She led him on a chase and I was there for it. Oh, God, I love that book. And of course... <laughs> Julie Garwood, any historical by her, mm-hmm. any historical by her, like oh uh, yeah, and then like now like Stacy Reed, like mm, like I mm, I just yes. adore her and Kerrigan Byrne, and oh, uh, yeah yeah like I love them, I absolutely mm-hmm. love them. <laughs> go make what me go you- read one. What do you like? Like, what's your your paranormal kink? Like, what do you love about paranormal? Uh, Nalini Singh, Christine oh, yeah. Feehan, give them to me. Like, d- like, give me anything they write. I will read Laura, Laura Lee. Like, I I've read her since um, Laura's Cave. Like, you know, but Nalini Singh, she probably is very scared of me right about now. But <laughs> surely okay. you're not in her DM. Like, when's the next yeah. book coming out? Yeah. <laughs> I played the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> When we romance readers want the next book, we want the next book. Okay. <laughs> she, when she sees my name, she's probably like, oh my God. She's got you flagged. <laughs> and it's not like I have been like a name, like my name is not like usual. Yeah. So, so she's probably like, oh my God. TRO. <laughs> I need to read Nailini. I've never read her. I haven't read her yet. What? Can you school her? Sarah. Right? I just got like, it's so weird because how did, I don't know how I didn't start with paranormal romance because I grew up loving horror and all things paranormal. And so really it was 2020 that I was like, I'm going to give these a for real try. And I started with Christine Feehan 
Um, one of her, it's like her Sea Haven series, which is a spinoff of another series. The Dark Hunter series. Have, Mm -hmm. have, I, that's the one everybody. I mean, the Carpathian series, not, not Dark Hunter, the Carpathian series. Everybody's like, you have to read this one. You have to read the Carpathian series. Okay. (laughs) And then the Dark Hunter, I think is Dark Hunter is Sherilyn Kenyon. Have you read Sherilyn Kenyon? I have not. I have. I've been reading Cressley Cole's Immortal After Dark. Yes, yes, yes. And I've been reading Heart of the Nocturnes. No. (laughs) I'm getting it together. I'm getting it together. I'm going to send you a little list. And by list, I mean like that long (laughs) after we finish. Okay. But I'm going to need you to put everything down and start with Slave to Sensation by Nalini Singh. Slave to Sensation. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Nalini Singh, Slave to Sensation, and you can thank me later. I accept (laughs) cash, preferably things that fold. And you're welcome. Okay. okay. Noted. Noted. Oh, I think I like I literally it. just broke out in a sweat. We've I had did. an intervention. <laughs> I, we did. I, I feel like we just had an intervention here. I, but I feel like I can't. So by the time I started reading romance, I started in 2017. I feel like paranormal was already kind of yeah over. Yeah, it was waning, and and but it's it's really picked back. But for Nalini Singh and Shelley Lawrenston and Christine Feehan and Laura Lee, it never did because they have such, and, and Sherilyn Kenyon, they have such a huge backlist and yeah. following and readership. It never waned. They can put anything out, and it hits a list, and yeah. readers oh, yeah. just gobble it up. Yep. Same thing with Cressley Cole. It yep. never will. Like mm-hmm. for for the for the genre, maybe it has you know goes like this, but for them, Mm-mm. never. Mm-hmm. You have to read them. I know Shelley Lawrence. <laughs> oh my God, she can write Call of Crows. Okay, The Bears, um, her Dragon series as G. A. Aiken. Like, oh my God, the woman is hilarious, and she's fearless, <laughs> and she's. Oh, I'll send you a list. We'll get out. Okay. I'm going to get you straight. I'm going to get you straight. I'm going to get you straight. I, will, I would love a list <gasps> and we may share the list. Paranormal okay. recommendations. Okay. Yes. From yep. oh, yeah. We'll get it together. Yeah. It's, it's been a while since I picked up a paranormal. I used to read them a lot, but over the last five or six years, I've just kind of fallen off the wagon, but now I need to get back into it again. Get on it. Because I miss it. I'll, I miss I will. it. I miss it. I'm <laughs> It's Thank just you. they're so daunting. There's like 35 books in this series. I'm like, I gotta work full time. Like, how am I gonna find the time? I know. But see, here's the thing with those particular authors, especially like Nalini Singh, like and I just have to jump on her because I am such a fanatic about her. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, I'm telling you, I don't know what the equivalent of a TRO is in New Zealand, but I'm sure she has one out against me. I'm just saying. <laughs> This is like with her, like with her side changeling series. Mm. I read it. It first came out years ago, Mm -hmm. but I just did a reread of it in 2020 because 2020 and I needed like a comfort read. And I did a reread of it in last year after I hadn't read it in years. And it was still so relevant and so good and so amazing Mm -hmm. that you can start with the first book and before you know it, 
It's just down the rabbit hole. Fair it's enough. like she okay. could have written it last year. That's how amazing it okay. still is. So read that book. Well, buddy, read it. We're reading Melanie Singh. <laughs> yep. and, and then she has the guild hunter scene. We're not even going to get on that. Side changeling. Side changeling. Start, Start there. there. Yeah. Side yeah. <laughs> Don't even look at the number of books in that series. Just yeah, start no, no. with one book. Thank me later. So do you have a favorite trope to read? Oh, you're like, I love like friends to lovers and marriage of convenience and mm -hmm. like the unexpected pregnancy or, you know, as you can probably tell, because I write it a lot, you know, like, <laughs> and I love to read them and the, the widower, like, I, like, I love that because it's so angsty yeah. and, and conflict driven, you know, so I, I love that. Well, can I just say that in our first episode, we did this get to know the romance reader tag. And we both talked about something we would like to see and like the hair, us be the heroine in the book. And I was like, I basically want to be, I would love to see Naima Simone write a gothic romance. <laughs> yes. 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 Please. Dark, creepy, and sexy. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and... I mean, you already have like, you know, 20 books coming out in a year, but I'm just saying. What's one more? You know, like, come a on. Novella, a novella. Ooh. A gothic. Okay, you got to send me, you got to send me some uh, recommendations of gothic books so I can read them. Okay. Okay. And, 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 and have like, you heard of Rebecca by Daphne Bavarie? Oh, no. Read okay. it. Start there. <sighs> Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Rebecca right. by Daphne du Maurier. All right. And then look up Alfred Hitchcock's film adaptation. Mm -hmm. And there you go. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, my first uh, slide into uh, Gothic. Yeah. Was that book? Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. All right. I'm on it. <laughs> You'll love it. You'll thank us later. That I was not expecting that. I was like, okay, she's gonna tell me, she's gonna say something about, like, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, God, I'm like, Naima Simone would just kill this, make it gothic and sexy, mm -hmm. <laughs> bring that trend back. <laughs> yes, yes. So, okay. I, I love that, like, for like, I think one thing that I love about you is that you make it cool to love things. Like if you have a celebrity that you enjoy or you have an author that you're like, I'm waiting on her next book. <laughs> so like, what are some titles? Are you like a Kindle reader? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. What have been some of your recent one clicks that you're excited um, for? I, I just, uh, I just one clicked and just like killed Victor by Theodore Taylor. Okay. Um, and it's like a, I, I'm hoping it's a trilogy because I, I, I just, this is the second one. And I, I just one clicked and read that. I have um, Actor Age by, uh, Actor Age E. Brown by Tyler yes. Hibbert. And I just one clicked yesterday, uh, Not Pretending Anymore by uh, V. Keelan and um, Penelope Ward. Okay. Oh. They're such a fun author duo. Oh my gosh. I love their books. 
So those are the those are the three I just recently did. I love it. So you are you majority ebook or you sometimes you switch it up paperback audiobook? I'm majority ebook because um I'm such an impulse buyer and and I, I just one click like crazy. You're preaching to the choir at this point. And, yeah, and I don't like to like I don't like to go out the house, so that would mean going right. to the even even though I love the bookstore, like I love the bookstore, but that would mean going out the house. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like yeah, one click, one mm-hmm. click, one click, one click so, away. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so easy. It's so mm-hmm. easy. My my husband absolutely hates how easy it is to one click. Let yeah. me tell you, it is dangerous yeah. how much access we have oh to books. God. <laughs> it is absolutely dangerous. The day of payday, my husband just shakes his head and looks. Amazon, <laughs> Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> But look at how much they cost. I, that that is my excuse for everything. It was on sale, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Oh, I know my husband knows I'm lying. I'm like, this book is never this cheap. I had to get it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> or or it'll never be on sale again. The author said so. Yeah. <laughs> Or my favorite is, this book is so hard to find. I have to get it. <laughs> like it's the Odyssey. <laughs> Are you ready for some fill in the sentence? Let's go. Let's go. All okay. right. When I'm not writing, I'm... <sighs> Napping. Excellent answer. <laughs> you you did mention earlier that you really value sleep. Champion. <laughs> Champion. Right? Rapper. Right? One movie I'll never stop watching is? Uh, um, Mystic Pizza and Beyond the Lights. Got two. Ooh. Mystic Pizza. What's yeah. Beyond I have the Lights? Beyond the Lights is this, it's, it's this movie um, where she is like this R&B singer and he's like it came out a while ago. She's like this R&B singer. She gets drunk, but she has like, she's sad. Like she's not happy with her life. She gets drunk. She almost tries to commit suicide over the balcony in her hotel room. And he's the cop who's like guarding her for the night. And he saves her Oh wow! and pulls okay, her back over. And they ended up fall, they end up falling in love. And oh. like the spotlight is on them. And she has to fight, like find her truth. And he tries to help her. They, it's such a, Oh God, the movie is so incredibly romantic. And I'm like, uh, you don't want to know how many times I've watched it. I am so in love with that movie. I'm probably going to watch it We need incredibly tonight. romantic. We need it's, incredibly oh, romantic. Oh, the movie is so incredibly Absolutely. romantic. Absolutely. <laughs> Except for That's the like, awesome. attempted suicide part, but it was needed. It, it, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, but Advanced you know, it, it, has, it has its purpose. Like yeah. that's yeah. not the romantic <laughs> part, but... <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah, it does. It's it's it, it it's needed. But yeah. <laughs> how they fall in love and how like their truth comes out. It's just so uh it's one of my favorite movies. Mm, sounds good. Um one television channel I flip to to see what's on is ID Discovery. Yeah, gotta get my gotta get my my crime shows in. <laughs> you're, you're yes, <laughs> 
Sarah is a faithful, this is an ID channel, right? But yeah. like law and order. She's a law and order. Oh, my cats are named after law and order characters. I'm currently rewatching through CSI. Give me all the murder and mayhem. This <laughs> <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> I could turn on the news, but it's just not the same. I want no, 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 no. I'm like, give me like innate, like on ID Discovery, they have such amazing names for their shows, like Elder Skelter, you know, like about old yeah, people yeah. who kill, kill people and stuff. It's like, yeah, wives with knives, you know, like give me all of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I feel like that's that's, that's, the gothic, that's the gothic trilogy she's gonna write, Brie. What is with knives? Not that I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, right? No, let me throw that out there. Exactly. Brie found herself as the governess in a house, and it later turned deadly. She may have killed the hero with a knife. <laughs> but his ghost reached out across time because they were meant to be together. <laughs> Where did their love go wrong? <laughs> Wise with knives. It practically <laughs> writes itself. Oh my god! That could be the name of the series. <laughs> oh, and you get inspiration from the ID channel. <laughs> I love the balance of like we know Naima loves Hallmark and ID. <laughs> that light and dark. Light you gotta. You gotta. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta. Um, my most comfortable attire is? Uh, my pajamas, which, or AKA my work clothes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, my category romance thesis statement is okay okay now listen i like my sister's a, a phd and i'm not ashamed to admit this okay i called her and said listen sis what's the thesis statement <laughs> <laughs> you obviously had to write one like yeah <laughs> Okay, what is sister's, what's her PhD in? What is she, what's she getting her oh, PhD Oh, I don't even know. It's so long. And I, like, <laughs> I've asked her, like, five times since she's got it. And every time she tells me, it's just, like, poof. It's something yeah. with, like, something with urban kids. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's really impressive, though. It's, it really is. She's a teacher. She's a, she's a wonderful teacher. And she's incredibly smart, but that thing is long. Like whatever she has it in is pedagogical something. I don't even know how to wow. pronounce it. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I'm telling you she's smart because the name of that, whatever she is, sounds smart. So, <laughs> 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 but okay. So my thesis statement is right with passion, with depth and purpose to fulfill and impact. Nice. Mm. Love it. Yeah, well it took done. forever Bill to come up with that. Impact. Yeah. I we give you that. your homework here. <laughs> <laughs> took me forever. Very well done, though. Um, so some rapid fire. We'll end off with, the, with some rapid okay. fire. Um, would you rather meet one of your favorite authors or one of your favorite characters? I would rather meet the author because if you meet the author, then you're meeting all the characters. Ooh. 
Excellent I love that spin. I love yeah. it. Excellent yeah. point. Very so, nice. hey, who are we going to meet? Are we meeting Nalini Singh? Nalini Singh. Singh. <laughs> How did you guess? She, she's on her way to New Zealand. Doesn't she? <laughs> Oh my god! Like, like I don't know how you guessed that. I don't know. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um, fifteen years from now, you're writing your memoir. What's the title? Won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> That's so on brand. <laughs> You decide you want takeout for dinner. Where are you ordering from and what do you order? I'm getting rock and roll sushi and I'm getting the heart rolls without the jalapenos. Because jalapenos are no good. Oh, I love sushi. Yes. Love it. Um, What would the first song on your soundtrack to life be? Um, It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Yes. Yes. Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> I'm gonna have that in my and head. And now you're right seeing now. it in your head. Yeah, yeah you right. Are. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the one hill you will wholeheartedly die on? Okay, and I listen. I know I'm gonna get flack about this, and I honestly don't care. Okay. There is no I'll, flat from these hills. Okay. okay. I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it with my whole brawless chest. Okay. <laughs> say it. Tina say it. Turner's Let's Stay Together is better than Al Green's Let's Stay Together. Okay. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't I think anyone it. listening to this podcast would argue anything no. about uh, Tina Turner. Oh, no. Okay, I'm just saying. I nope. said it, and I and that's what I'm going. St- I'm gonna die on that hill. It is better. <laughs> Pretend we are starting a time capsule and ask you to put in a romance that you consider timeless that's discovered a hundred years from now. What romance novel do you put in? I'm, I'm going to let you guess. <laughs> I'm assuming the author's name is Nelly <laughs> Anyone listening that knows Nelly Singh, please The entire Shy Changeling series is going in there. <laughs> and that's exactly it. It's exactly it. The entire Shy Changeling series is going in that She just puts casting. a Kindle in there and that's all it's going in it. <laughs> The whole series, my phone and my Kindle is going in. Yeah. <laughs> and a charger because we don't know what charger. Charger, like a lithium yes. battery charger, <laughs> is, is going in there. So you can see the brilliance of this woman. Okay, there you go. That's fair. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Well, thank you for chatting with us today. It oh, I had so much fun. Oh, finally, we get the chance to talk I to you. I know. It's been forever. I've been a fan of yours forever. And so to finally get to talk to you, it's just been so much fun. Thank you. Okay. Well, Sarah, I'm so delighted to finally meet you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Where online can we fangirl stalk you? Yes. Okay, stalk me, please. I, <laughs> Slide into our DMs. <laughs> yeah, 
after when the book's coming out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. Turnabout is fair play. That's right. <laughs> I'm on Facebook at uh, just search me, Naima Simone author. Um, on Instagram, Naima Simone author. And Twitter, Naima Simone. And even though I don't hang out as much there, but uh, I am there occasionally. But mostly I am uh, on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, my website, uh, www.naimasimone.com. Awesome. Can I just say before we get off here that like your Instagram makes me so happy when you post your fuckology quotes. one and it was like opening a, a bottle of wine burns like so many calories yeah <laughs> drinking has become my favorite form of exercise <laughs> i love it i look forward to those posts <laughs> i have such fun searching for those because it's like i scroll through and i giggle so much i just like <laughs> And that's the thing is like I I laugh because I can imagine you laughing and while you're posting it. <laughs> so make sure, listeners, if you're not following our on Instagram, go follow. Yeah. Everything will be listed in the show notes. Go follow and keep up with her. For sure. Yes. Stalk me. I'm stalkable. <laughs> <laughs>